You are listening to Fivefold, a faith anthology. I'm your host, Terry Chapman. How's it going? Good. Well, welcome back, folks. This is uh, my podcast. Uh, we are here with, please introduce yourself. My name's Josiah Kellogg. All right. Where are you from? LaGrande, Oregon. Okay. And Elder Kellogg is here on a mission serving in the St. Louis mission. Is that what it's called? Yeah, the Missouri-St. Louis mission. Okay. And you said you're from Oregon. Um, so have you always been a member of the church? I've not. No. Okay. Tell us about that. Um. Well, <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> so I was... Adopted when I was seven, but mm-hmm. not officially until I was nine. And so, um, between the time of being seven and nine, my mom could not keep me quiet in the mornings. I'd wake up at five and like start just making a ton of noise. Mm-hmm. So she just told me to read the Book of Mormon in the mornings, and so I read it in the mornings, um, and just came to the point where I had read it once fully and I knew it was true. And so when I was nine, I was able to be baptized, and the missionaries taught me. Um, and I chose to be baptized. Okay. Um, do you think that has an impact on the way that you've grown up? And uh, I guess the way that you've uh, chosen to conduct yourself, you know, throughout your life? Or do you think, you know, do you think you would have been a different person had you not, um, I guess, been adopted by a family who was, you know, who were members? For sure. Yeah. Okay. How so? <laughs> <clears throat> Man. Well... I really feel that the, like the gospel just means everything to me. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't be the same in any way without the principles of the gospel. Um, like one thing that comes to mind is that I, I realized this the other day on the phone with my mom. I was asking her kind of about the time period when I was like <coughs> before I was adopted by them. Mm-hmm. And so around age four or five, I was in a foster home that wasn't very good. Mm -hmm. And so I remember one night, I think we'd gotten in trouble and the father was kind of abusive. And so I was just like fed up with life Mm -hmm. and crying. And so uh, my birth mother had given me like a small pocket Bible. Mm -hmm. I don't remember if I can comprehend any of it, but I remember having faith. And so I prayed that I could have a family. And so then... Recently on my mission, I kind of realized that at that time, my mom told me around the age when I would have been five, they started looking at children to adopt. Mm -hmm. And so that is about a two-year process. And so I didn't know that that prayer would be answered, but that, but now I realized that it was. Yeah. Okay. So I guess, so you felt that it was true, learned that it was true at a very young age. Um, Was there any time, you know, was there ever a time when your faith kind of waned a little bit where you question things and you know maybe you're like this isn't for me or you needed more of a testimony if that makes any sense yeah I feel like really young I was until like age 12 I knew I wanted to serve a mission and I was mm-hmm. like all for it but then once I was in middle school and high school I saw a lot of the standards of my friends changing and I was really good at living the standards but they weren't I didn't know, I don't feel like I knew was converted, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that conversion really came after in my junior and senior year. And then I really chose to, I had to choose for myself that that's what I wanted to do. And mm-hmm. that's really when I 
came to know it was true and became converted to the principles of the gospel. Okay. So from a young age, you knew you wanted to serve your mission and then you kind of had that reassurance. So let's talk about your mission a little. You're actually on it right now. You're going home soon, unfortunately, but probably good for you because you've been out here a long time. Probably want to see your family. Um, What's it like to, I guess, um, someone like me who's not a missionary and, you know, won't serve a mission in their life, um, or at least not until later, later on, what's it like to, um, you know, get that mission call and find out where you're going to serve? What was your first reaction? Were you disappointed? Because I know I've heard some people who, I've, like I've spoken to some people who weren't, weren't exactly happy with where they were going first, but grew to love it. Um, what was your reaction when you found out you were going to be a part of the St. Louis, Missouri mission? You've got good questions. <laughs> so I really, once I knew I wanted to serve a mission, I always told people I wanted to go foreign and mm-hmm. learn, a, learn a language. And so I opened my mission call with two of my best friends there. Um, a lot of my friends did parties and like had a whole bunch of people there, but I didn't feel like doing that. So I opened it and it said Missouri St. Louis mission. And I was disappointed. I dropped it on the ground and my friends were like, it's not that bad. Like it's good. Mm-hmm. And, and so that I, I just didn't really listen that well. So I went to bed and went to work the next day and, uh, I was driving, it was about a half an hour drive, and so a song came on. I had like maybe two EFY songs on there, but a a song came on that said, I'll go where you want me to go and I'll be what you want me to be. And it just felt like the spirit filled my car. And so I knew, I just was overwhelmed by that feeling that I knew that that's where I needed to go. Yeah. How would you, um, I guess overall, what would you say your mission has taught you? Um, You know, I've heard that when you uh, first leave, you, you know, you come back um, somewhat changed. Uh, what ways do you think you've been changed, either for better, hopefully not for worse? But I would say the main thing is just the, the foundation that I'm on. Mm-hmm. It's really, I have a great gospel foundation now that I don't think I would have gained otherwise, learning and teaching the gospel all day. But really, I feel like it's centered me on Jesus Christ before in high school sports meant a lot to me and mm-hmm. i pursued like pursued those things but really on a mission i've come to understand what matters most and it's all about the savior jesus christ and his gospel mm-hmm. that's cool um i mean it's cool that that's uh you know it's helped you to center uh that in your life a little bit um let's talk about the more human aspects of it um is it difficult adjusting to living with you know someone and being around someone 24 7 yes yeah really that was the hardest thing for me. I loved mm-hmm. to be alone and to drive alone. Yeah. And so the restriction of just being able to go do what would help you to de-stress or mm-hmm. just get away, those things were not options anymore. So that was really hard. But yeah. after a while, you just come to understand that those things will be back one day and you have to find different ways to deal with things right now. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it definitely is a hard adjustment though. Yeah. Do you plan on keeping in contact with some of your uh, companions? After you go home? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so it seems like you've definitely developed some friendships here too. So uh, I guess what does the area mean to you? Have you spent more time in uh, Missouri or Illinois? Um, and I guess what would some of the real highs of your mission be? I've spent about just barely more time in Illinois mm-hmm. um, because I've been in this area six months. Um, I would say one of the
some of the highs. Mm-hmm. I think coming back to Shiloh, I was stoked because mm-hmm. I started my mission over here in this area. I was in this ward once before. Okay. So coming back to a place where I'd been was really awesome. Mm-hmm. And then I would just say, overall, the opportunity to invite people to be baptized is just mm-hmm. an amazing experience when they're prepared for it. Mm-hmm. When when it's right and it's spirit-led, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I would say that that is probably one of the greatest things mm-hmm. that covers a lot of ground. You know, yeah. That you want to help people come to know the Savior Jesus Christ. And that's just a pathway for them to have full access to His atonement. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, I guess with the highs come the lows. Um, would you say there have been any difficult any uh, difficult uh, parts of the mission that you're okay with discussing? Any things that have you know caused you a little bit of strife? You know, maybe not like major question while you're out here, but maybe you've just you know kind of had you at a point where like, what can I do to you know get past this road bump? Okay. Um, I feel like just knowing myself. I would have been fine being a mediocre missionary mm-hmm. without Heavenly Father's hand kind of orchestrating things. And so in my first transfer, I got a companion that didn't work. And he said like one prayer with me. It wasn't wasn't at all centered on doing what we were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And so after a few weeks, I was like, if this is a mission, I want to go home. Like, I do not want to be here. This is not what I thought this was. Yeah. And so eventually... Um, I talked to the mission president and then things got changed and it mm-hmm. was really good. I went from like not wanting to be there to being with <clears throat> two different companions and they were working with them and doing what we were called to do. It was yeah. so much fun. And so I feel like kind of what I started with is like, I would have been fine being mediocre, but that mm-hmm. experience, I feel like Heavenly Father just knew me that I needed to have a bad start in order to know what I wanted to be. And that's really helped me to to know exactly the type of missionary that I want to be. Okay. I'll give you one last question. This one is a bit of a, I guess, a retrospective looking back. Uh, if you could, um, if you could say one thing to yourself, the first day you arrived in this mission, um, you know, knowing what you know now, um, you know, being ready to leave, what is one thing that you would tell yourself? Like your younger self. Yeah. Two years ago, just to be all in that there's not a day that you want to look back and know that there is more you could have done and that in the future you would have wanted to do. I think that I feel like I did a good job at that, but I, if I would have been told that from the very beginning, I feel like that's the advice I'd give myself is to be all in, to be, to give your best, to do everything you can because Mm -hmm. You have two years to do, to serve, and it's it's fast. It goes by fast. Really? See, I can't imagine that. It's just, I know in re- you know in retrospect, time always flies. But does it ever does it feel like it goes by so fast here? I feel like it goes by really fast. The yeah. specific days, and sometimes each day can feel really long. But like at the end of a week, you're like that felt super short. Yeah. And so sometimes the days can be long because. It's work. It's mm-hmm. not just hanging out, but it's missionary work. Yeah. And so days can be long, but the weeks and months fly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I know I said the last question was the last one, but this is just, you know, what are you doing once you get home? What Do you have any plans, anything set in stone? or? Um, 
I thought I had things figured out, but basically nothing is figured out. So I'm mm-hmm. applying to BYU and BYU-Idaho. And then I'll be working as soon as I get home as fast as I can because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm poor. So. <laughs> do you know what you want to do uh, career-wise or is that still something you're figuring out? That's up in the air. I like too many things and so I can't figure that out yeah. yet. Okay, um, do a couple gen eds for the first year or two and figure that out. Yep. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you, Terry. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to Fivefold. If you enjoyed it, be sure to share it with your friends and family on social media and help spread the word. Thanks.